Samuel 3.1. The Lord speaks to Samuel. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel! Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again, and if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. Amen. In our text this evening, what we're seeing is a young man na named Samuel. Hold on a second. Hello? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is kind of a bad time. Can I call you back later? No, really, it's like kind of a really, really bad time. Well, yeah, I understand, but I, no, I really, I think I need to call you back. No, I know, I understand, I understand, it's an emergency. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Well, but this is a really bad time, so let me call you back, okay? Okay, thank you, bye. Sorry about that. You know, how long would you have paid attention to me if I had kept talking to someone else? If you're just sitting here waiting, would you keep listening? What would you get out of the sermon if I interrupted it every few moments to answer the phone? You'd be distracted. You'd probably be pretty disappointed. Maybe you would just stop trying to listen if I wasn't giving you my full attention. Oh, let's reverse the situation. Imagine how hard it would be for me to speak to you if you were all talking to each other or carrying on conversations on your cell phones. In time, it might be possible that you would just give up trying to communicate back and forth, right? We'd just both stop listening to one another. You see, we've been talking about prayer the last several weeks. We've looked at the call to prayer that falls on all believers. We've talked about the purpose of prayer. We've talked about the importance of persistent prayer. And we've talked about the power of prayer. 
We've learned that prayer is about our relationship with the Lord. It's about our communication with the Lord. And one thing we know about relationships and communication is that it involves both speaking and listening. Most of us are pretty good at speaking, but how good are we at listening? You see, we're pretty good at bringing our request to God. I need help, Lord. I need help. We're really good at letting him know our needs and our desires. And when the answers don't come as quickly as we hoped, or the answers don't look like what we expected, we turn to God and we say, are you listening? Can't you hear me? There's a little boy whose turn it was to say grace at dinner. And he was so excited. It was his turn at the family table to say grace. And so everyone was looking towards the little boy. They're about to have their dinner. And he said, Dear Lord, thank you for these pancakes that we're about to eat. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And his parents looked at him and they said, why, we're about to eat chicken. Why'd you thank him for pancakes? I wanted to see if God was paying attention. You know, we do that ourselves. We wonder, God, are you paying attention to me? As we find ourselves praying for the same things over and over, we begin to wonder, God, are you even paying attention to me? David prayed similar prayers. Psalm 5 said this, O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. You see that pleading? Even David Are you hearing me, Lord? Are you paying attention to me, Lord? Church, we can be comforted in knowing that our God does indeed pay attention to our cries, to our praises. He hears everyone. Every prayer recorded in Scripture, from Moses to David to Daniel and Paul, where we find these powerful, earth-shaking prayers, it shows us that our God pays attention and he hears us. And so if we know that God's listening, if we know that God hears us, then where might the trouble lay with our prayer life? Our text this evening gives us a clue. See, our Old Testament text speaks of a young man named Samuel. Now, Samuel was a bit of a miracle baby in the Old Testament. His mother, Hannah, was unable to conceive. And so she prayed, and she prayed, and she prayed that God would give her a son that she could offer back to the Lord in service to him. And God answered that prayer. She gives birth to a son who is named Samuel. And as a child, she brings him to the temple 
to serve under Eli, one of God's prophets. And then we're given another piece of information in our Samuel text. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. And visions were uncommon. You see, God's people were no longer listening to him. They were living in their own ways. They had turned to idolatry and all kinds of immoral activity. They were no longer listening to the Lord. Their ears were deaf to God's word, and they were closed to his commands. So he stopped talking to them. They were no longer listening. They had tuned him out completely. But there was one who was willing to listen. A young man named Samuel. You see, Samuel was going to sleep in the temple. And he hears someone call out his name. And Samuel answers, here I am. And he runs to Eli to see what he needed. Eli responds with, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And this happens several more times. Samuel hears his name called. He answers with, here I am. He runs to Eli, who then says, it wasn't me. Parents, you know what that's like. (laughs) When your little kid comes running, knock, knock, knock. Mom, mom, dad, I need water. Go back to bed. Go back to bed. Eventually, Eli catches on to what's happening. Because there's, there's some detail in here for us. We need to pay attention. You know, Samuel keeps going back. Every time he heard his name called, He goes to Eli. Would you have done that? I think by the third or fourth time, I would have said, oh, forget it. I'm not paying up. He already said it wasn't him. I'm not getting up again. But no, he keeps going back. You know why? Because he had the heart of a servant. He wanted to make sure that Eli was okay. And if Eli needed anything, he wanted to be the one to do it. He wanted to be the one to help. And so Eli catches on. And finally he says, Next time, Samuel, respond with, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And so as Samuel goes back to bed, the Lord calls out his name, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak. Your servant is listening. It's the heart of a servant that leads to listening as a servant. The question we need to ask ourselves tonight, are we approaching God with the ears of a servant? When God calls to you, do you jump at a moment's notice with, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Or are we going to the Lord, saying, Lord, listen, because your servant is speaking. Which one are we doing? 
Because we already know that God is listening. We don't need to ask him to listen. We already know he is. He's always speaking to us. He speaks to us through our praise. He speaks to us through our worship. He speaks to us through the reading of his word. The question for us is how are we doing listening? Do we have the ears of a servant? Are we willing to listen to whatever God has to say to us? Are we open and receptive to what he wants to say to us? Because honestly, God is going to tell you things that you're not going to want to hear. Last week, I I got a hearing aid on my right ear. It turns out, because of the tumor years back, I've started to lose the hearing in my right ear. But I didn't realize it because my left ear was doing okay. And I ended up, through a series of events, I ended up getting my hearing tested and the whole bit and found out that I needed to get the hearing aid. So I got it last week, and as I stepped out of the doctor's office, it was like, wow. I felt like everything, all the noise in the world, like I could hear the birds singing so clearly and so crisply. It was beautiful. And the leaves and the trees, as the wind blew through I could hear the individual leaves rustling. It wasn't just like static anymore. I could just hear so many beautiful things. But then you know what? We went to a restaurant. And I could hear not only the conversations at the tables around us, but I could hear their forks and their knives scraping on the plates. And I could hear people chewing Oh, it was terrible. But, you, but I had to take the bad with the good. And that's how it is when we listen to God. Sometimes we're not going to like what we hear. We only want the good news from God. I don't want to hear that bad stuff, Lord. But they go together. Oftentimes, we go into prayer with our own solutions. We go into prayer with our own expectations in mind. And we just wait for him to approve it. Lord, I've got this plan. And I know this is how it can work. What do you think? And he's going to tell us, no, we don't want to hear no. We want to hear yes. That's a great idea. Let's do it. That's not how God works. He knows better. He will give us the plan. And guess what? We don't get to approve it or disprove it. That is the plan whether we like it or not. Look at Jonah's experience. You know the one who lived in a fish for three days? He listened to God and he didn't like it. He did not like what he heard. Listen to this. The Lord gave the message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board hoping to escape from the Lord 
by sailing to Tarshish. Hoping to escape from the Lord. The very next line of this text says, But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. I don't think it went so well for Jonah. He ends up getting thrown up out of a fish. Think about that. Can you run from the Lord? No. You'll be fish vomit. Don't do it. You know, we chuckle at Jonah's foolishness and that he could run from the presence of the Lord. That's impossible. The psalmist tells us in chapter 139, Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. You know when I sit down, when I stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel or when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say before I say it. You go before me and you follow me. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. And yet we still do the same thing as Jonah. When God says something we don't want to hear, we either try to go in the other direction or we just pretend we don't hear him at all like a little kid. La, 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 I don't hear you. Right? We do it. We laugh, but we do it. As if we can hide from the Lord and ignore his bidding. Jonah's response was in sharp contrast to Samuel's. Speak. Your servant is listening. Which one do we most look like when we listen to God? Jonah or Samuel? I know which one you want to be, but in reality, which one are you right now? Samuel positioned himself as a servant who listens attentively to the call of his master in order to know his master's wishes, in order to know his master's desires and his master's commands. One of our favorite movies to watch with our kids is The Princess Bride. And in there is a quote. It's, as you wish. And every time the, prince, the princess makes a request of the prince, he responds with, as you wish. It was a way of him expressing love to her. As you wish, my princess. That's basically what Samuel was saying to God. As you wish, Lord. Because I love you, Lord. As you wish. That is how Samuel listened to God. Those words come from a place of humility. They come from a place of readiness to listen to whatever the Lord has to say. When we have the ears of a servant, that means we'll listen attentively, carefully, closely to whatever the Lord has to say. It means we listen with open hearts, with open minds, and open hands. Why open hands? Why does that matter? 
Because open hands symbolize our release of control. It symbolizes our release of thinking we know what's right. It's about a release of our assumptions and our wills of having it our way. Open hands. Open hands symbolize an acceptance of whatever God has to say, even when we don't like it. Scripture's full of examples of God speaking both good and bad. We don't like the bad. But we don't grow in our faith if we don't hear both. We need both. When Moses stood before the burning bush and he heard all that God had to say, his first reaction was to make excuses. Oh, but Lord, but Lord, but Lord, I can't. But Lord, I can't. When Job called on God with his questions... He didn't like it very much when God turned it around and asked him the questions. He got uncomfortable really fast. When Jesus told Peter that he would deny him three times, that was the worst thing Peter could hear or even imagine taking place. But in the end, it brought him to a greater faith. We need to listen for the bad as well as the good. If we want to mature in our faith, it takes both. We need to remember the words of Samuel. Speak, your servant is listening. We need to recognize that God doesn't just talk to us to test us. When he called out to Samuel, it wasn't just a test. Oh, let's see, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? It wasn't a test. He was talking to Samuel because he had something for him to do. There was work for Samuel. James chapter 1 tells us to be doers of the word, not just listeners. Listen to the message translation of that verse. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener when you're anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are or what they look like. One of the problems that we face in our prayer lives is that we bring our request to God. But then when he responds, we don't listen because it makes us uncomfortable. It challenges us. It might be something that we don't want to hear. And so we tune out. Oh, they're static, static. I can't hear you anymore. Lord, I don't know what's happening, but I can't hear what you're saying anymore. Because we don't like it. God has things for you to do. But if you stop listening, you're going to miss it. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Listening sometimes requires us to do 
Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 14, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. Don't miss this point. The creator of the universe, the creator of the universe is inviting you to be a part of his work in the world. He is inviting every one of us to be a part of his plan to love others. But some of us aren't listening long enough to God to get the message. Or if we do listen, we make excuses for why we can't do what he said. We need to remember that God doesn't just call the prepared or the perfect. He prepares and perfects the ones that he calls. Scripture bears that truth out. Look at Mary. It was unimaginable that this young woman would bear the Messiah. But listen to what she said. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Look at Saul. It seems impossible that a transformation could take place in the heart or even in the life of this great persecutor of Christians. But in his letter to the Philippians, he said, For to me, living means living for Jesus. Dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. Look at Noah. It was unheard of building a massive boat in the desert for a flood that would destroy everything. But listen to what it says about him in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God. Do you think Noah, when he heard build an ark, wanted to run? Maybe. I don't know. Because to us it sounds absurd. Build a boat in the middle of the desert? For something that had never been seen? No wonder people laughed at him. But he didn't run. He listened and he obeyed. In our prayer times, we have got to be able to say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And then do whatever he says. Listening in prayer is far more important than we make it to be. God wants to direct your life as he desires because he knows what is truly best for you. But we need to be able to listen and then obey. Praying with open hands to release our will, our ways, and be able to accept his will in his ways. Listen to these words from Jesus in Mark chapter 4. Then Jesus asked them, 
Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. And then you will receive even more to those who listen to my teaching. More understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. As the music starts, this will be, listen. Cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, I am listening. Your servant is listening. If you want someone to pray with you, if you need help to get to that place, please come forward and someone will pray with you. But feel comfortable to stay in your seat as we move into this next song. Out this series on prayer. It's not the end of prayer. This, this should be a springboard for us to be on fire with God in prayer as individuals and as a body. Because there's work out there that needs to be done. But we need to be persistent in our prayers. We need to recognize the power that's in our prayers. And we need to say to the Lord, Speak, your servant is listening. And he will speak. And he will raise us up to do his work. We have one more thing, two more things, and then you can go. You've done it again, Lord. You've done it again. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful. And you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it. Praise you, Jesus. You are Lord. Give me another one, Lord. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. 
raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world, that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. Raise them up, Lord, that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on their knees, who will worship you with their whole hearts, Lord. Lord, call us to battle that we may proclaim you King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. 